Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another broadcast of Galley Stories. Today, I actually have Timothy John DePlazes. And nobody's going to know who that is. But uh, the, name, the name he goes by every day is Coach. And everyone knows who Coach is. He's the chief engineer of the FE Sovereignty. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely magnificently. I don't have a bad day. It's an amazing day to be alive. I get to associate with people. I get to uh, work on the vessel, make the vessel safer and better for everybody. There, there is nothing better. That's where you're at today. Where did you start at, Coach? I, mean, I know that you used to cook, but... Oh, all right. Uh, I grew up in Ballard. Uh, was born out at Northgate Hospital, which no longer exists. <laughs> but uh, I basically grew up in Ballard with my grandfather and mom. And uh, he was a fisherman. In fact, uh, his legacy is uh, Helmsman on the Mayflower. My uncles, uh, uncles, nephews, cousins have all been involved in the sea. Grandfather was on Hog Island during World War II on the distant early warning system that they had out there when the Japanese attacked, and, uh, and he just stayed up there from that. Where's Hog Island at? Hog Island is right outside Dutch Harbor. Being an engineer, I don't know where, it is, but it's right next to it's right next to Dutch Harbor, and he was stationed there, and uh, he would uh, he had the radar facilities were set up there that uh, when the Japanese planes and stuff were coming in to Dutch Harbor, it was his job to broadcast to the barracks and to the uh, sub pen and stuff like that because there was attack going on. After he got out of the got out of that. He basically started fishing in Alaska, and so many of my family have. Do you remember what he was fishing for? Or? Oh, he well, back then, because it was pretty much open. Whatever you delivered was good. Whatever you caught, I mean, yeah. he did salmon, he did rockfish, he did all that. He actually owned a boat called the Bear, uh, way back when, down in uh, Kodiak and Ketchikan. Were you ever on that boat? Or did you I see know, that boat? no, that was that was a little before my time. Okay. Then uh, later on, when I after I was born, uh, right here in Ballard uh, was a New England Fish Company, and he was a skipper for the New England Fish Company doing tendering and stuff. And I used to go down to the boats. I used to go uh, down and help stock the provisions and everything as a, as a kid, seven, eight, nine years old. Mm -hmm. I get to go down to the boats and help the cook out and stow stuff under the seats and, and put it in the closets and stuff. And then the massive cigarette order would come in and I'd be packing that in the closets and stuff because you, you still have to lock those up and get a, get a tag on them. Some of the greatest memories I've had, uh, canned milk. The ultra-pasteurized milk that we get in red cartons and blue cartons today used to come in a can, and we used to stock those up. Same with the butter. The Derigold butter was in little one-pound tins with a, with a top that you had to take the can opener and open it, it up. But it came with a plastic cap, so that was cool, you know. But, uh, and that was right here in Ballard. An amazing time for me. This was something that, that actually brought it into my blood. Rolled on. A few years later, Grandpa's gone and everything. I finally got an opportunity. Oh, the one story I need to tell is when I was 17, Grandpa called me from Alaska. And he goes, you need to get on a boat. You can cook. You need to get up here. So I said, okay, I will. He says, go down to NEPCO, which was down at Pure 71, 70, 71. He says, go in there, apply. I've already recommended you. Come on up. 
I went down. I applied. The recruiter says, well, George says, George says to send you up, but you're a year too young. I called Grandpa after I didn't get the job, and he goes, well, what happened? I said, I'm only 17. He says, you should have lied. I said, you should have told me I should have lied. <laughs> I'm trying to be basically honest. Right. You know, if he had told me to lie, I would have lied like a, oh yeah. I <laughs> it would have happened. Yeah, it would have happened and I would have been up there. But in the same sense, if that had happened and I had gone north, would I have met my first wife, had a, a wonderful son, would I have met my second wife, who I'm still with today and is just so amazing that, that I can't even describe it. We call her Mama. Mama. Because back then, Mama was either the wife or the girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, and they were Mama. Uh, Jeff, Jeff got us these nice sovereignty coats and everything. Got one for Mama, the uh -huh. Mama, right, printed right on the coat. And for, I'm just going. Susan. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect because she's Mama. Oh, for for your for your wife, he got yeah. one for your yeah. wife. Mama. Yeah, yeah, okay. got one for his wife, Susan, and then got one for me, and Mama, and put Mama he, on the jacket. He didn't give me one. Yeah, well, talk I to him about that. Jeez, are you kidding me? You didn't mark one. What are you thinking? <laughs> okay, so this this sounds really good so far, Coach. What? I mean, so you try to get on at uh, seventeen. Yeah, couldn't yeah. go. Good. Where, didn't where did, happen. Now, where, where did we I, go? I, I I've cooked for twenty eight years. At this point, I actually did cooking and uh, automotive technician, computer technician, and mechanic for about twelve years. Uh, and then, of course, kept cooking. So in between, I'd actually be wearing gloves to cook. I, I think I was one of the first people that actually put gloves on you before were, it was you required because I was you doing automotive, so I had to cover my hands. And uh, it, it, it was just an amazing time, and I, I've learned so very much. One thing I learned, a good friend of mine, Brian, he goes, Coach, you cannot learn everything. And I agree with that today. Back then, it's well, like, back, yeah, back then I can. he's calling you Tim, though, not Coach, right? Because yeah, yeah. we, we, get, we the, get the coach the later good on. Yeah. The coach comes later on. So, uh, fast forward to 91. How old are you in 91? Uh, 30. Uh, right around there. Uh, I forget now. <laughs> but it was right around there. So, I, 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 I applied to Arctic Alaska Fisheries. Went through their Human Resources Department. Called them twice a week for four months. On Monday and on Friday for four months, called them faithfully, and I said, I need to come cook for you. I was still in the cooking stage. And they said, oh, no, nothing's available, nothing's available, nothing's available. All right, no, no problem. After four months, I think I just wore them down. She called me in, Michelle. Michelle came in and called me up and says, get in here, we need a cook. Cool, I'm, I'm all over that, that's great. So I roll into HR, I get into my Gumby suit, and they take a picture of me saying, yeah, he knows how to do that. Oh, that was exciting. Went through all the rigmarole. Here's your ticket. You leave in 12 hours. Now, I'm running around my hometown, or my new hometown down in Eatonclaw, where Mama wanted to go. Mama's happy, I'm happy. And I'm running to the only store open at 9 at night, trying to get some sort of gear to go north. Oh no, it'll all be supplied, she said. And I said, no, I, I better get something else. Anyway, so I'm running around the town doing that. I take a motorcycle ride to the airport. Good friend of mine, 
Got me on the back of the bike with a backpack and off we went to the airport, flew up to Alaska, where I met one of my longest, uh, longest standing friends, Teresa Oswego. She worked, she, I don't know if she's still down in Tacoma office, but she was up in Dutch Harbor at that point, met me at the plane. She pulled up with this van, this old beat up van. She throws my bag and me in the back of it. Big screen, you know, uh, uh, expanded screen uh, between the seats in the back. She goes, okay, we're gonna take you out to the Pacific Enterprise. And I said, oh, cool, you know, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm sitting on the hump for the tire because there's no seats in this thing. And she goes, and I just wanna tell you that if you don't work out tomorrow, we'll ship your ass out of here. I said, oh, welcome to Dutch Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll into the next story. So that's when I arrived in Dutch Harbor, my first day. Oh, and that evening was interesting. Uh, we were tied to the dock there. Uh, how, how big is this boat? You're uh, uh, what is the Pacific? It's a Pacific Explorer today. So it's what, uh, 165 or something like sounds, that? Sounds yeah, good. right in there, yeah. 165 How many people were on there? Uh, back then, 35. And I was going to be the cook. So I come in, big Samoan guy, Keith, was cooking temporarily. Big, 350, 400. He, he was huge Samoan. Big, big Biggest Samoan I've ever seen, right? Nicest guy, just big. All right. So I get on the boat. And, of course, being dutiful as I am, I immediately start taking inventory. I run through the whole boat, the four-peak, the, the, uh, the freezer, the reefer, you know, trying to find, you know, lifting the seat cushions, trying to find everything. You remember, you remember those seat cushions from when you were like oh, seven or eight yeah. years old, right? Oh, yeah. We stuff store away. stuff under the seats. Do yeah. you do it here? Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So, I, 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 and I spend pretty much like 12 hours just doing inventory, trying to figure out what I got, what I need. And I go to my bunk, which he had shown me before he went to town. How was your bunk? Uh, it, it's a, a 32 by six, six and a half, uh, and it was fine. I mean, that's cool. I shared it with the bosun. Okay. The I same bunk, so you were hot, hot bunking? No, no, no. It was a twin. Okay. Twin, you know, high-low. And for some reason, I had the low one, which today actually means something. Back then, I didn't understand. What, what does it mean today? Oh, oh, well, usually the lowest paid individual gets the top bunk. <laughs> so, anyway, so... Uh, uh, long story short, uh, I'm down, I do inventory, I'm up in my bunk, I've only been there two or three hours, right? I thought you did 12 hours of inventory. No, no, I did. I yeah. finally got to bed, I had to get up in like two or three hours oh, to do gotcha. breakfast. Gotcha. So, and I was, I was psyched, I knew exactly what I was going to do, you know, no big deal, just some eggs, hash browns, you know, kind of thing. And uh, in the middle of the night, or in the middle of the morning, whatever, I hear this sound, the light flicks on. So I'm laying in my bunk, and, and I, I remember to this day that I remember seeing the light through my eyelids. And all of a sudden, this hand comes down and grabs me, pulls me totally out of the bunk. Now, I'm only 145, 150 pounds. This hand pulls me totally out of the bunk, slams me on the deck. Of course, my eyes pop open, and I'm going, what the? And there is Keith. Standing above me, his fist is raised, and he's ready to punch me in the face. Now, this is like the morning after I got there. Yeah, this is all new, yeah. And, and I'm looking at him. 
I mean, my eyes had to be the size of a watermelon. You know, it's like, ah! And he's looking at me, and he's looking at me, and he gets a little closer, and he looks at me, and he goes, Coach, how you doing? And the one hand he had me with around the throat, he just picked me up, put me on my feet. He goes, oh, sorry, I forgot you were here. I said, what the hell are you doing? And I'm, my knees are shaking. I'm going, holy crap, I just, I just lost it here. Right. He goes, oh, wait, a bunch of us got together, and we've been running down through the boats just beating people up and then moving on to the next boat. And I'm going, this is your boat. <laughs> I forgot, he says. Oh, my oh, Lord. God. Oh, my Lord. So that was my welcome to Dutch Harbor. Had a great time. Had And we became good friends. We became good friends. But big, big Samoan Keith. Oh, oh, he was huge. And he had probably still is to this so day. How, how did that first breakfast go? Mm, the first breakfast went okay. Today, I'm still disappointed because I did the standard, you know, make the big pan of eggs, make a big pan of bacon, make a big pan of hash browns. But that wasn't me. We're coming up on the coach story here. All right. So, so now we're still Tim. Yeah. So I wasn't happy with that. And having been in a restaurant for years and 35 people on the boat, this is easy for me. I mean, I, I can put up 35 breakfasts in a heartbeat. So one morning, uh, about two or three weeks in, I decided that the crew deserved better. I'd seen them. We'd been out on a trip. We'd had some adversities, lost a net, lost a door, you know, and the guys were bummed and everything. And being the cook, you're actually the morale officer because they have three things, work, sleep, and eat. So they need the best. So I decided to take the skills I had as cooking and say, okay, everybody gets an individual breakfast every day, whatever they want. I had omelet trays set up. I had pancakes. I had French toast. I had sausage, bacon, ham. Did you have a helper to help nope, you do this? No. Back then, there was no helper. One man I put out four squares by myself, no galley help. I did all the dishes, I swabbed the decks, I cleaned the house, I cleaned the heads back then, and I did three hours of garbage burn every night. I gotta, I gotta ask you, what were you being paid back then? Actually, that was percentage, okay. and it was determined by the skipper. If the skipper liked you, your percentage went up. If the skipper didn't like you, it went down. Now, it didn't matter whether the staff liked you or not, if the skipper, skipper didn't like you. Now, keep in mind, back it's kinda, then... It's kind of that way today, too. I mean, not so much today. But the thing is, is there was so much percentage to the boat. Well, if the skipper could cut out this guy, this guy, this guy, <coughs> this guy, the skipper's percentage went up because it was allowed for 30 or 35% or 40%, whatever it was. Um, and I only had that happen once. One skipper said, oh, I don't like you. And I said, well, I don't like you either. So my pay went down to base, which was .8. That's the only one that ever did it. And to this day, okay, he had, no, we're not going to tell that story because he ended up in court anyway. So, um, cooking, we, I've never had your food yet, which I hope you're going to cook for me pretty soon, but. All right. Uh, so how, how long did it take to move from that cooking spot to I spent three decide? years, well, and uh, that was on the uh, Pacific. The first year, I was on the ocean the second year, which is when I had my adversity. And the third, uh, towards the end of the second year, I got on the eastern wind. That's a trident vessel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, Arctic Alaska back then. And I cooked on there for three years. Uh, did, did rather did, well. Did the coach name happen before this? Or oh, I'm sorry. 
on the Pacific, the first boat I was we on, got, because I was doing the individual breakfast, mm -hmm. and I was kind of the morale officer. It's like pump them up, make them happen, you know, do. And they started calling it Coach's Corner. So you got the nickname and, and from we cooking had, for the guys. They, somebody made a sign that says Coach's Corner on the refrigerator. Pretty much the rest is history. I've been a softball coach. Coach, I, I've uh, coached four, uh, four babies that were not mine. So Coach just seemed to fit. And it, it's stuck. I mean, I've I've known stuck. you. I've known you for yeah. probably eight years now, and I've only known you by coach. Yeah. Never, never Tim. Pretty much everything I sign is coach. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work, repairs, whatever parts. If I put my initials, and I always, I try to always sign my initials for bigger stuff, but once I sign my initials, it's coach. If it says coach, it's as good as gold. Yep. It's like a handshake. I grew up that a handshake meant something. Mm -hmm. Today. You got to get all the legal beagles in there, but back then a handshake was all it took. You might have to sign some paperwork after this because it's golden. <laughs> That's okay. I, I just did the release from the uh, Chinese film crew we had on this last year. Okay. Hmm. So um, where did we go from there? I mean, you, you well, moved pretty eventually. Much we from... moved. I've been on many vessels. I've been on the freighters, the Eastern Wind, Northern Wind. I've been. Uh, I was a floating chief for B and N kind of rolled through the uh, probably 14 or 16 different vessels. Uh, Ocean Phoenix, I actually That's had the opportunity. Boat. I actually got an opportunity to be a Q3 on there. Q3. Uh, 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 qualified engineer. Because that's a steamship, so you have to. So you're already in the engine. You're already in the engine. I'm already in the engine. Where did you? Where from did the you, Eastern Wind. So is that where you first yeah, went? That's where so, I first oh, went. I kind of want to hear more about that. Cause, okay. Because you're known in our industry pretty well about being a chief engineer. So I, yeah. I, I, well, I, I want to know where galley. you first stepped in there. I went from the galley. Mike, the chief that was on the boat at the time, uh, excellent chief, Still, I, he's still around as far as I know. He was working for NOAA. He, uh, and I, I can't remember where we were going, but we ended up having a uh, water manifold problem on one of the engines. You know, we're working cargo. That was a cargo ship. The guys are working cargo. The manifold went bad. We're dumping water and stuff through the manifold, and he's going. I need some help. So I'm straddling so this I'll engine. Pull the, I'll pull yeah. the cook down. Yeah, and so I went down because that's what was needed. I, I used to work deck when they needed deck help. So I went down and pulled out the water manifold. I helped him pull out the water manifold, and he actually was really impressed with what I was doing or was what I was attempting to do. You know, he guided me all the way. Because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. He says, get up there and start pulling these bolts and everything like that. So I did. He said he was so impressed by that that he thought I should get into engineering. Pretty much the rest is history. I mean, I, you know, I've done Japan. I've done Russia. Uh, we've had issues. We've had uh, things go wrong. But one of the things I learned from him and from other engineers, my God, there's, there's been a plethora of engineers that have really uh, taken me under their wings to to, your craft. to teach me the craft. And I pretty much broke it down to just three simple rules. One-third mechanic, one-third magician, one-third Mickey Mouse. And if you can it's, balance those it's, out... It's really funny you're saying it like that because if you I, balance re recently it out. I've had Nick Crane on here yeah, and he called you the MacGyver of an engine room. <laughs> It's funny that you say it that I way. I love Nick. I love Nick. He's amazing. He has some excellent potential. 
He does. He has some excellent potential. We just need to. We, and it's it sounds strange to say, but we need to get by the youth and start hitting the maturity. We he needs to to focus. He has the potential to do, it, and I know he does. He's a smart guy. Oh no, not no no question about that. It, it, it we just need to. He's still got that young man thing going. And don't get me wrong, we had him. We had him. Uh, I was already running restaurants at 14. I moved out when I was 13. Uh, had my own apartment, uh, Scargill well, Hotel. It was a, it was a different Blanche. time when we were growing it up. It was a me. different time. But he totally has the ability to do. But uh, yeah, one-third magician, one-third Mickey Mouse, one-third mechanic. And if you can balance those three things, an engineer's life is great. I, I made a I made a set of uh, ball bearings once because we had to recover something. It took me three and a half hours to create a set of ball bearings out of two two separate diameter pipes, grooving them out with the with the grinder and stuff like that, throwing the leftover ball bearings in that had shattered, and it worked for 14 seconds. But that's all it took to get the stuff back. Sorry, that's. So Not sure that's Mickey Mouse or Magician, but, <laughs> but it <laughs> little, worked. A little sleight of hand yeah, even in yeah. there. The thing is, whatever the job requires, we need to find out a way to make it happen. And that's what engineers do. And the good engineers can come up with ideas, with uh, uh, plans, with whatever that is going to create what you need to happen. It's an amazing thing. And it's something that excites me. I'm a creator. I love to think about what can I do better, what can I see better, what can I think about. Did I ever tell you that I actually have a plan for uh, propulsion on the space shuttle that is a renewable resource and can be done through yeah. the vacuum of space and uh, hydraulics, uh, water hydraulics, hynautics. And, uh, I submitted it to him. Never heard back, but you know, you gotta try. <laughs> it's probably on there now. It's probably on there now. So these are things. I'm a thinker. I'm a, a planner, a looker. I, I need, and I'm a lister. I need to make lists because mm -hmm. I'm gonna forget something if I oh, don't. I, 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 I've, <laughs> you know this. I've seen your list. <laughs> yeah, I've seen your list. I've seen your list. So uh, moving down to the room, what's what, what did you start? You know, really, because obviously you're a licensed engineer now. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. What were the steps and, and how did we progress? Well, I, the step was uh, after Mike uh, recommended that I come down to the engine room. Of course, I had the wheelhouse going, you need to come up here. Don't know why, but you know, I had skills up there. I have skills down below. And uh, so, you know, if something happened today, I could get the boat into the dock. I wouldn't, you know, if everybody, you know, was sick or whatever, I could get the you boat. You drive the boat? Dock. No, I do not drive the boat here. <laughs> But on the freighters, we used to have shifts yeah. because we'd be doing at-seas freight. We'd have, you know, 20, 25-foot drops between the boats and, and the skipper's got to get some rest, the mate's got to get some rest because we're all working decks and stuff. Right. And so I'd take, as a cook, I was taking a six, seven, eight-hour watch on, on the wheel, driving the boat, making sure we stay in the waves. It's kind of how it is with all these, you know. It is. Is. it is. You adapt. You yeah. make Crabbers, good example. They yeah, get the, yeah. They get... The, the the skipper, the mate, and then the deckhand takes over so they can get some sleep and yeah. and roll around. So this is a sharing industry. I mean, as much as you say, well, you're a chief engineer. Yes, I am. But if something happened, 
if something truly happened, bad, catastrophic, or whatever, I can be a deckhand. I can make sure we're pointed the right direction to get to safety. Right. Right. And that's and that's really it is. You you have to be a little bit of everything. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, the deckhands coming down to engineering and learning. Can you start and stop the boat? In an emergency, do you know what to look for? Uh, DC, uh, damage control. You know, we practice that drill every month. Not much to do. Did you practice it when you first started too, or is it? Oh no, it's progressed. And... Back back then, you know, we, you know, if you could get in a survival suit, you just kicked the lights. It was good. Kicked the tires and lit the fires yep. and went. Yep. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love the fact that more and more safety is coming into play. Yeah. Well, because more equipment that we probably should have had then is now available. And, and simple equipment too, right? I mean, very PFDs, simple. Very I simple. Mean, just put on the vest. PPEs. And, Hard hats, we should have had those all along, and I and I will never argue that. Well, and, and it shows just on statistic alone. You know, we're we're losing less guys, we're uh, losing less vessels. Yep. This last year has been a pretty bad year for it, us. I mean, yeah, yep. we lost a couple of vessels, some guys on it that. It still does happen, but it does. It's not kinda... near as it was twenty five years ago or yeah. thirty years ago. I mean, I came up right after the Aleutian sinking. And to this day, I still have a little, I wasn't there, but I still, after all the facts and figures came through, it still is foremost in my mind as what went so terribly wrong that that boat went down in the middle of the fleet should have never happened. Well, the last one, the last big one, I mean, obviously we lost yeah. the Exedo and yeah. the Destination, but yeah. uh, the last big one prior to that was the Ranger. I mean, that was a... That was a big boat. That I was mean, a big boat. And yeah. one, one shaft seal could what? do that to you. you know. It, um, absolutely. And, and that's why that's why the maintenance, uh, the alarms, let's put it this way, the alarms in the bilges and stuff, these need to be maintained. These need to be taken care of because you only get one chance to do this. You only get one chance. And if too many things go wrong, two-thirds of them are human error. I, I've actually... Uh, Teach you a little bit about not going home, and 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 you've told me, uh, Mama loves me, Mama will be there, but I need to take care of these guys. This boat is so important to me. Every and boat these guys I, are important. To me. Every every boat I'm on, I treat the same. These are my people. These are the guys that take care of me, and I'm going to take care of them. It's hard to explain that the fact that, and as much as I love Mama, and Mama says. If this is what I want to do, I need to do it. For me, I need to do it because I've got people depending on me. I've got people that that I care about. This is my crew, and nothing is going to happen to my crew. We're not going to walk home from the middle of the bearing. We're not going to drop a rudder. We're not going to do this stuff because we're going to watch this stuff really, really close. Can I make a mistake? Yes, I certainly can, and I have made a lot of them. Have you? Oh, absolutely. But nothing that's been so critical that it endangers something. Have you have you been scared out there, Coach? I've been scared a few times. Uh, not so much, I, and I'm going to use the words, not so much scared sometimes as just in awe of what goes happen. I mean, we've been in 40, 50-foot seas. It's, we went through Hurricane Aniki when it was Tropical Storm Aniki. It hit Hawaii and did some serious damage many, many years ago. 
and you know there's footprints five feet up on the bulkhead because we were rocking so hard that you're basically just walking up and down and up and down the wall. That was interesting. Scared? Not so much scared. I'll tell you what actually. You got, you got bigger balls what, than me. What actually scares me? What terrifies me? Because of the responsibility that I, that I probably put on myself more than the company even expects, is I don't want to be the one making that mistake. I don't want to make that mistake, the big and one. that terrifies me more than anything because is these that? people depend on me. And as a team, we come together. My team consists of five guys. And I depend on everybody to watch my back just as I watch everybody else's back. Yes, Skipper's got ultimate responsibility. Mate's got responsibility. I have responsibility. Everyone does. Everyone does. So we need to work as a team, and I'm on a team that is incredible. It sounds like you put a tremendous amount of weight on your own shoulders. I, I do, and but I always have. Through cooking, through engineering, or mechanicking, like I told you, my best friend says, you can't learn it all. I said, I got to. I need to learn it all. I need to know exactly what's going on. And to this day, that's not changed. I have nightmares on the boat. I can't believe you're not on like 15 different kinds of blood pressure medication. Oh no, I got, I got, I went for an exam. Here's a, mentioning that. I went for an exam a couple, uh, three years ago and uh, they did the dye thing through the veins and stuff and they said, wow, you have the veins of a teenager. I'm going, what? Must be my bacon diet. <laughs> bacon and aspirin. They said, you're healthier than a horse. Now, I didn't, I didn't actually ask. How old are you today, Coach? Mm. Today, I'm 59. 59. Coming up on my 60s. You're not quitting anytime soon. Oh, I, am, I haven't got time to quit. Yeah. How about the uh, illnesses this year? We've been dropping people there, like flies. Been, yeah, there's been a lot of, lot of sickness. I ain't got time to be sick, so we need to rock this ain't out. It. Ain't doing it. Yeah. Ain't doing it. Well, you just came out of you're you're just coming out of a shipyard. Yeah, we're, we're just coming out. Just a couple three days, days shy away. of yep. uh, of taking off. That's going to be a relaxing moment for you too to pull off. Well, that actually, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get my rest. And this is something I tell Mama. I said, you know, I got I got the babies, nine of them. I got the grandbabies, fourteen of them. I've got a whole bunch of adopted. Going north is my I vacation. You, I, I hear you taking strays. This is strays. my vacation. We I hear you taking strays. And I'm yep. not talking about dogs and cats. No. no. I'm talking about kids in the neighborhood. We have an open door. We take in the kids. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Mama's strict with, you know, this is what you do. You help out. You go get a job. You do or whatever the situation is. And if the police show up and say, is so-and-so here? Mama ain't going to lie. She said, oh, yeah, he's right <laughs> he, here. He's right here in the sofa. And, <laughs> Usually that involves the parents looking for them. Right. But mama's not going to hide it. Because they ran, cause they ran yeah. to mama? Yeah. <laughs> How about funny stories? you got to have some. Uh, I mean, uh, okay, so the Dutch Harbor story was funny. I got my ass kicked there. I, I want a better one. I want oh, a better oh, one, Coach. Funny story. God. Well, let's start with uh, some amazing things. Okay. Water spouts. Oh, when I was yeah, fishing yeah. off the Washington coast years ago. Water spouts start in the, in the ocean, and you can see the ocean swirling, and then you get the finger coming up, and an amazing water spout, amazing water spout. You don't want to be right there, but... Oh, no, no, we went around it. Yeah. <laughs> That's back when I was on the trolling. How, how big, big was it? I mean, Well, it was probably 25, 30 feet in diameter, and going, yeah. I, 
it's hard to guess height, but I would guess three, four, five hundred feet. And just and there were twins. Oh. One day there was twins. I've seen singles. Some dancing but, angels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. It was incredible. It had to be a great I've been out year. on the grounds where we uh, back when I was on the troller, uh, that was before the big boats, uh, Gray Whale came up and actually pushed us about six feet over, hit the boat. I was on a twenty eight footer. And it just displaced us. You you see these things on T V, right? Yeah. Um seeing them in person is totally, yeah, totally different because you look at them on TV and you're like, oh, that's oh, a big that's fish. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, well, but when you you're know. on a hundred and seven seventy foot boat, yeah, and this thing's as yeah. long as the boat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now, that has mind, to be the first one. I was on a twenty eight foot boat. Oh Jesus! And it displaced us six feet over. Oh, but Jesus! But yeah. I got to pet it. Never <laughs> pet. But I never pet a whale. <laughs> the barnacles. <laughs> I cut four fingers. Oh. Trying to pet the whale because that was just I'm standing in the troll deck, and and I'm like th two feet above the water, and this thing came up, displaced us over. I mean, just like six feet over, and I'm reaching down and I'm petting it, and the barnacles just 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 scrape me. Um, got blood poisoning, salmon blood poisoning, out off the coast. Uh, had a red streak up almost to my armpit before we got in. Had to surgically remove my rings and stuff like that, and so there's been some close moments. I, you know, I, I stopped wearing a wedding ring a long time ago because of a net. I don't wear a wedding ring because me. when I was cooking, I used to lose it in the salad. Well, mine, mine how weird. <laughs> mine, mine, mine hooked on a net, and I thought I was going swimming. So, well, that's when I got the salmon poisoning. Is the line came around it and then ripped the whole end of the glove off. Oh man. Yeah. Man, oh yeah. Man. But the ring didn't come off, but it swelled up so damn damn hard it was just white coach uh 59 years old now yeah no no chance of quitting anytime oh soon. hell no i can't afford it <laughs> well, right well you got you got uh nine kids 14 grandbabies and like so many like adopted. nine strays you know <laughs> oh no which way is more great, than that. which yeah. is great yeah um it takes a certain classy kind of person to adopt which is awesome but um in all that time right mm -hmm. uh and you, and you didn't start till you were 30. You I didn't, didn't start, start going up till yeah. you were 30. I actually looked into a maritime academy. Here's one for you. I looked at a main maritime academy to go get some training and stuff. Mm -hmm. They said I was too old. Isn't that age discrimination? It, well, <laughs> so you're, you're at least, uh, you're, oh, let's see, 30. You're 29 years now Yeah, up there. Yeah. And, and there's guys that 29 years, that's their entire career up there. And you had a career before this, but oh yeah, yeah what, the cooking and mechanic. Would you have any advice for people thinking about doing this? I'll tell you what, and, and that question comes up all the it time does, it with does. the kids, with friends of the kids and stuff. The best advice I can give on anything like that, which is which is kind of silly, but it's it's like, do you want to be wet twenty hours a day? Do you want to be twi tired twenty hours a day? Do you want to not see your family, not see your friends, not see TV? Now today that's not so critical, but but have limited communications. Oh wait, your cell phone doesn't work? Oh well. <laughs> so if you can put up with that and if you've got some drive and gumption, and I'm a big believer in gumption, I'm a big believer in drive and grit. If I find somebody with grit it's going, you can do this. If you ask about can I do that or I want to do that, if you got grit and I see grit, I I'm all over that. 
gumption, teach, drive. teach, teach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, part of it's got to be, we, we got to find these young guys, and we and we got to teach them. Exactly. To do well, what like we're Nick, doing. You know, like Nick's Nick. a prime he's, example. He's got, an, uh, he's got so many opportunities. He's got talent. So many opportunities. Yeah. And he's, he's getting better every year. Every year. Uh, he's only, I, he's only two dad, years in. What, three years in? Uh, two or three, yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is, I, I think Dad, uh, Jeff, is just totally proud of him. I mean, not even a question. Wouldn't and you I'm be, proud of wouldn't him. Wouldn't you be? No, to have I am proud of him. I mean, he's he's kind of found his niche. Now, he wants to learn more. We'll teach him more. But well, keep in mind that trying to teach him more also includes you have to keep up with what you got. Yeah, and then do and then you got to put in that it's, extra it's, effort. It's funny you say it like that. Uh, let's see, who did I talk to the other day? Uh, I think it was uh, Dominic. It okay. was a uh, started processing and. Yeah. and in, yep. uh, in gutting, yep. and he forced his way out of the deck. Not forced, but his, the his off time. Yeah. In his off time, yep. he'd go up and learn. Yeah, yeah. Here's how you fix a net. And that's the combi. And, and he wasn't being paid for it. He was going. No, no. He's like, I want to know. You know, and that's that's important. Yeah. yeah. Um. So got way too many kids. Way too many grandkids. Way. This too is many. my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you like to work so much. But again, so the advice is just to work and. And get after you, it. You you need to, and and not everybody. But you got to find this. a good mentor too. Well, and that's and that's really important. I mean, I've had a couple of bad ones, but I've actually been very very lucky with my Mike mentors. Earlier. Yeah, you know? Mike. Uh, I had a one arm chief, and I can't remember his name today. But I had a one arm chief that could make a ratchet sing. I was trying. To I couldn't keep up. I was trying to think of a really a good nickname for yeah. a one arm guy, but yeah, yeah. Well. I'm not sure I'd go there. <laughs> but then I had I had an old uh, nuclear submariner uh, uh, chief that was uh, in our fleet. Old, old, crusty, barnacle-covered. Oh, he was. But he taught me probably more about everything that I needed to know because everything was ship-shaped and bristle-faction. Everything was by the book. Everything was Navy. You write it down. You make it happen. You do it. You take care of it. And good enough is not a word I believe in, not a phrase I believe oh, no, in. I've, if I've, it's good enough, then you haven't done as good as you can. I've seen you order and reorder to make sure that the part is right. It's the right way. Okay, my bad. I didn't get the right one the first time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the way you take care of yeah. your crew. I this, appreciate the responsibility you put on yourself. These people entrust their lives to me. And I am if going don't make to it go, do they don't go. the very best I can to make sure they all come home. Everybody comes home. It wouldn't, I, I cannot stress that enough. My job is to help make everybody, and it takes a team effort, don't get me wrong, but my responsibility, my shoulders hold probably more than it should, but I need to make sure everybody gets home safe. Do you I need think, to make sure everybody do, comes. Do you think that... Uh, well, in our fleet, uh, when I say ours, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Um, I think we, we have really responsible engineers. Do you, do you think they all put that same pressure on themselves? Actually, most of the ones do. Most of the ones, and I'm not going to say it because I don't know all of them, but I'll tell you what, I've been proud to associate with the engineers. They come over, they ask my opinion. I go over there and I go, God, I got a head scratcher. I'm not sure what the heck's going on here. But they do the same thing. Coach, I need a bit. Uh, just yesterday, 
uh, somebody stopped by and goes, you know, Coach, you, you guys are uh, doing the, uh, we're doing the skirt, UMHW skirts. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, you had told me that you were redesigning that. And I said, yeah, I did. You know, it's it's like, you know, the bolt, the, the cover, you inset. And instead of having these little bolt heads, now you're putting in a plate that's going to eliminate snags and and damage. Is it right or wrong? We'll find out. We're still yeah. test driving. Yeah, it's uh, part but of being engineer, You don't right? do. Uh, it's part of being MacGyver, Mickey. And magic. Magic. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, we're about out of time here, okay. but I've really enjoyed talking to you. We'll have to do it again sometime. We, we will. We will. Um, anything, any last words before we sign off here? Don't forget that as much as you look at the world outside and you go, today's a hard day or today's not a hard day, Every day is an opportunity to just be amazed at the fact that you're here and you get to enjoy everybody and everything. Everybody that touches my life, everybody makes up the sculpture of who I am. I, I don't I don't even know if I can end that. Like, boy, that was amazing. All right, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. I have been with Tim, who uh, will formally <laughs> Well, always be known as Coach. Yeah, always known. Formerly always, always known as Coach. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Galley Stories. And uh, we will see you next time.